This is the Human Interest Podcast with Evelyn Wamboi. The Human Interest Podcast is a weekly podcast where we get to hear stories about people, why they do what they do, and about life, successes, losses, challenges, and lessons. Happy New Month, everyone. This year is speeding by fast, isn't it? We are ready in September. Before you know it, it will be Christmas. What? Wow. Thank you for tuning in to the Human Interest Podcast. I had indicated in an earlier podcast that we will be taking one episode per month for reflection pieces. And today I thought, why not start the month with one? It's been eight interesting months for me. This year, I have really challenged myself to move out of my comfort zone. And through the process, I have learned a ton. I want to share with you eight great lessons that I have learned this year and life lessons that I have incorporated in my everyday life. Hopefully you can pick up a thing or two. The first one is the latest I've picked up. I saw this on a friend's Instagram page and I thought this is something to do. It said, find three hobbies you love, one to make you money, one to keep you in shape, and one to be creative. So this podcast takes up two of those, and then dancing takes up the third. I love dancing, and so I try to do Zumba when I can, so that keeps me in shape. I found this really powerful for someone seeking to find purpose, for accountability, and even just to challenge yourself. This, this is really good. The second one, um, for the longest time, we've been living off the mantra, do unto others as you expect them to do unto you. But recently I heard a different analogy that made a lot of sense. Don't do unto others as you expect them to do unto you. Treat others as they want to be treated. I heard this on the Nobody Told Me podcast. And maybe at this point I should say that I love that podcast. And if you have time, please listen. Anyway, they featured E. Scott Geller, who is a behavioral psychologist and who I will be referencing a lot today. And Scott gave a story of his younger self in school. He had done a good job in his homework or something, and his teacher congratulated him in front of the class. This seemed okay. Reprimand in private, compliment in public. But he says he was not happy at all. He was ridiculed by his friends for sort of being the teacher's pet. And he hated that the teacher complimented him publicly. I'm sure the teacher thought this was a good gesture. Turns out not and sort of supports his analogy. And I sort of started thinking of all the instances someone tried to do a good thing or thought they were doing a good thing to me, but they weren't in quite a number. And there are also instances where I thought I was doing something good to someone, but I ended up offending them. Uh, And I think one of the things that come up to mind pretty quickly is when you try to reach out to someone when they have gone through something and you're thinking you're You're trying to be this good person by trying to find out how they're doing. But it so happens that you're probably crowding them and not giving them time to be on their own. And there are very many examples of of this. And I thought this is really powerful going forward. You should find out what that person wants to be done for them rather than assuming that because you would want it to be done to you, that they would also appreciate it when you do it to them. Make sense? 
The third one that was pretty like mind-blowing um is this practice doesn't make perfect it only makes permanence we need a second on that one because wow sometimes you can practice something you're not good at sometimes you can practice a bad habit what you end up with is a bad habit perfected can you perfect a bad habit i don't think so Mm, because clearly there's nothing as a perfect bad habit is there okay let's google perfect meaning okay so as an adjective it means having all the required or desirable elements qualities or characteristics as good as it is possible to be synonyms ideal model without fault faultless flawless as a verb it means make something completely free from faults or defects or as close to such a condition as possible so if you're practicing something you're not good at or something bad you're just fostering permanence so to speak Okay, that's just me going on a tangent, especially because I'm a firm believer that you can do anything you put your mind to. Anyway, Scott Geller says, the way around this is feedback. Only with feedback can one improve. He goes ahead and gives analogies of this. Corrective feedback over criticism. He says there's nothing like constructive criticism, that all criticism is distractive. So we should strive to give corrective uh, Actually, he says, give supportive feedback, not corrective. Because corrective is you going in to say that what you're doing or how you're doing this is wrong, which could deflate someone. But supportive sees you wearing their shoes, finding ways to correct them without breaking them. You get what I mean? Yeah, wrapping my head around that as well. Which brings me to my next point to note for our children, and which is my fourth point. we need to improve behavior with feedback if someone does a good thing give them feedback and if someone does a wrong thing then revert back to um corrective versus supportive versus criticism conversation all right the fifth one and this one we really talk about it with my husband the go getters always get things done we always say mohahe that's how we call it in our local dialect you know the loudest people the most outgoing the ones who always talk at meetings those are the ones who go far put yourself out there every day what do you do is that you learn more you expose yourself more you meet more people learn new things try new things you know it's a foreign thing to me but i'm learning to embrace it I used to leave off the mantra if your work speaks for itself don't interrupt but I quickly realized that doesn't work anymore people are talking about themselves and what they're doing everywhere and especially on social media and they are in turn getting their work out there when you think of a product you think of the one that's always in your face don't you always the people who say this is what I'm doing this is my product you know buy it if you want my services I'm here I'm here this function I'm, and then when you want that service those are the people that you think of rather than someone who sits and says you know what my job speaks for itself clearly then it doesn't 
because people don't know who you are and what you do. But if you actually tell people who you are and what you do, then they come looking for you. So the go-getters, good lesson. The sixth lesson is laughter. Laughter is a miracle worker. Do something that makes you laugh. Anything, anything that makes you laugh, please do it. It's the best medicine. That's an old adage, but so true. The seventh is get inspiration from anywhere and everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere, people. Even if it means from a Cardi B track, knock me down nine times, but I get up ten. Take it, people. Take it. And my final one is the one thing I haven't tried, but I want to. I've sort of tried it, but I haven't done it as a constant. And that is writing something down that I'm grateful for every day. One thing, five things, ten things, any number, just small things that make you grateful. Like today, I wore this hat that really fascinated my children. And for the first time, I was holding both of them and they were both touching my head and both laughing. And for a second, I thought, how special is this? Such small things. I think in turn, this makes you pray a lot. It turns into a prayerful person. Sometimes I'm guilty of turning to God only when I'm in distress. And this, I think, will help in keeping a grateful spirit. And I think it's one of the things that I'll I'll take up. Uh, Hopefully, at the end of the year, we'll be able to discuss how good this has been. But this is also one of the very important lessons that I think we should take up and we should learn. (sighs) We're back to regular storytelling next week. Thanks, as always, for tuning into this podcast. Every week, my listenership increases and every week I continue to be humbled. Guys, thank you for indulging me. Like, it's been great since I started this podcast. I I was a bit skeptical about it, but the response has been profound. It's been overwhelming and I am... I am also grateful. Thank you all so much for all your kind words and just for tuning in every week that I put up a new episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the Human Interest Podcast, wouldn't you? It's available on your favorite podcast app. Until next week, this is the Human Interest Podcast with Evelyn Womboy. See you then. <laughs>